popcorn boys and we're coming in the gucci <laughs> we are coming at you live from culver city california i am kyle jameson with me is daniel trainer and daniel <sighs> based on what i just heard <laughs> i don't know if i can continue what do you mean your accent was worse than, dare I say, Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. I was wondering where you were going there. I mean, you had a whole cast to choose from. Well, <laughs> keep going. I, I, we need, we need to discuss this. What's my jingle? I, well, you know, I need to put it in here. The one from last week was so terrible it's the to listen. Box office recap of the week. Yeah. I think right. I say week twice there. Oh, well, interesting. So weekly and then of the week. Seems redundant. Just anyway, get into it. Uh, the box office challenge. Here we are, current standings. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's not looking good. All right, Daniel is in first place, as he has been for quite a while here. Uh, $1.704 billion uh, at the domestic box office. Kyle still crawling towards that billion-dollar mark, $931 million. Um, obviously this is all going to change when Spider-Man no, no Way Home comes out and I'm going to win. Now, Wait, hold, I mean, listen, you might actually, um, the, what did you say? Uh, Spider-Man no, no Way Home and it's pre-sale. Not looking good. Yeah. Not looking good for me. All right. So two of our movies came out this week. Uh, House of Gucci, which we'll be discussing. Hasa Gata. <laughs> In depth, that's up to twenty-four million already, making decent money. Grazie, grazie bella, and of grazie course, bella for the box office numbers. Grazie bella, and of course, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. Boo! My favorite place on earth, that Raccoon City, uh, approaching ten million. Pretty wow. solid little uh, little run here for for the raccoons <laughs> and the city they live in. Yeah, that's not bad. Where they dwell. Sure. So. The, on this week's episode, we will be discussing in uh, in the depth, uh, <laughs> in the depth, Hongunch, uh, Hong Motadella, Salome, House of Gucci. Wow, the second Ridley Scott feature of the year. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and we will be discussing the best director. Uh, yeah race as well, things currently stand it's funny that like we i don't know god how long ago was that where we had our like oscar forecast episode and we're like oh god could really scott like get in twice double dipping Ooh, <laughs> like he probably won't get in twice because i bet one will be, at, will be bad and one of them will be good but he'll definitely get in once and now here we are could he get in twice at the razzies <laughs> Wow. Well, well, we have we have many things okay. to discuss. Oh my God, I'm so, I'm I'm so excited to talk about this. Oh well, I mean, well, let's get right to it. House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Now, another move that we saw separately. We saw it separately. Don't I love that. Don't love that. I saw it yesterday. Oh, we both saw it yesterday at the same theater. <laughs> That's right. By ourselves. Oh, oh God, to, just to to smell you as I left. Okay, I wasn't there yet. You know, I took what, the train there. Well, what I oh, interesting. Yeah, that's right. What I was concerned about because we will get into this, but the movie was 
two hours and 38 minutes. So I was like, do I get validation? Oh, yeah. You had to like, did you barely make it? Barely made it. Yeah. All right. House of Gucci. Now, this is one of the movies that's kind of been in the the zeitgeist for a while now. You sure. know, there was yeah, I think it started when the first kind of pictures of, or maybe even at the casting of Lady Gaga. Oh, sure. As the kind of female lead of this movie. Um, and and with, along every step of the way from there to the release, there's been a buzz about this movie. Sure. Now, it, it's kind of gone back and forth as to whether that buzz was like, this is going to be the best movie of the year. This sure looks terrible. That, yeah. the, this is going to win Oscars. This is insane it's sure and we've we finally the reason i bring this up i think is because this felt like a legitimate um marketing campaign in a way that not many i mean i mean this movie the ability of the marketing team for this movie sure to have this movie be in the discussion for as long as it did is something that we don't see very much anymore. Well, yes. And now, I think – oh, go on. If there's there, – I guess there's an argument to be made as to whether this ultimately was successful based on the movie that they're marketing or what. But let, let, let me hear your thoughts. Well, what do you mean? I mean, it made money. I mean, yeah, for an adult drama, it's doing pretty well. Right? I mean – Wow. Okay, sure. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I think like there was an aggressive push for this thing and I think it ultimately has paid off. I mean, we'll, we'll get into our thoughts on the movie itself, but like, uh, maybe it would be like hyperbole to say, but like there was this narrative going into like the Thanksgiving holiday of like, mm-hmm. Can House of Gucci save the adult drama at the box <laughs> right. office? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I guess it sort of did. It made a bunch of money. And I think, like, what this movie is doing um, sort of both uh, commercially and critically is interesting because the reviews for this aren't particularly good. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, like, leading into what you were sort of saying. Like, it's been everywhere. Like, Gaga's been promoting the hell out of this. Like, this movie has been... Like, even people who don't like... Uh, not not don't like movies, but, like, are not, like, movie theater folks. Right. Are like, hey, like, I'm gonna go see that. Yeah, it feels like... And even... Not even just about adult movies, but kind of movies in general this year. I feel... Only a few of them have kind of broken through to oh, like, sure. you know, you, that you could talk to someone kind of on the street and they would like know, have yeah. a good idea of what you're talking about and have like a and, thought I about mean, whether. Does that speak to the power of Lady Gaga? I mean, it might. So I guess what. <gasps> what? What is your top 10? No. Really? Shit. I'm, I'm going to do my own. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's not top 10 Lady Gaga songs. It is not top 10 Lady, Lady Gaga songs, but what would your number one be just off the cuff? Um, 
my top Lady Gaga song would probably be Remember Us This Way. <laughs> okay. So, no, also not the name of it. What's it called? All, wait. <laughs> Isn't that what oh, it's called? No. No, it's not Remember Us. It's Always Remember Us This Way. Uh, is that right? That Arizona sky. Arizona sky. What was that movie called? A Star is Born. What, what was that movie called? Uh, the song is called Always Remember Us This Way. Okay, so you're wrong. Yeah. Well, you were wrong, too. Oh, I own up to it. Were you wrong? That Arizona sky burning. Um, what's your favorite Lady Gaga song? What's number one? Off the cuff. Go. Three, two, one. Number best song. That I couldn't find. Burning in my soul. The California. Who's texting me? The California girl. Uh. Oh, it's my COVID test results. Should I check them live on the pod? Yeah, please. Oh God, I hope you're positive. <laughs> All right, uh, UDX Lab. Where's that? I have no idea. My favorite Lady Gaga song is Swine. I'm sorry, what? My favorite Lady Gaga song is Swine. Never heard of it. Is that a real song? Well, okay. <laughs> he just doesn't get it. Is that a real song? Let's get Joel back out here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is there an Not pop? detected. It's an art pop. COVID not detected. Yeah, I heard. It's a what? It's an art pop. What's that? Is that an album? Okay, let's move on. God, it's so hard. Like, discussing culture with somebody who doesn't know culture is so hard. (laughs) House of Gucci. Oh, Uh, boy. (laughs) Let's start... Should we start with the movie or the theater experiences? Uh, well, my theater experience is post movie. Okay, we'll start with the movie. Yeah, House of Gucci. We've already mentioned is two hours and thirty eight minutes long. Oh boy. <laughs> and my my initial takeaway about House of Gucci is, it could have been three hours and thirty eight minutes long, and I'm still rocking and rolling, baby. House of Gucci. Kyle. To be clear. Kyle. What? Okay. Keep going. What? I. No, keep going. I, I don't like. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> no, don't. I don't care. House of Gucci was delightful and kind of bad. But I also kind of loved it. That's my initial take. What's yours? This movie is an absolute goddamn mess. (laughs) Well, I mean. Listen. Sure. But it's still delightful. I think that's my take. See, I went into this thinking like, hey, I don't know. Maybe it won't be great. But maybe there'll be some camp. Maybe there'll be something here that I can latch on to. 
the only thing that like sort of pulled me into it was like Gaga's performance, which like I think for maybe the first half of the movie was okay, and then it sort of leans into her just screaming the entire time. Screaming? Yeah, screaming. Okay. <sighs> the I will say the I, build was certainly better than the fall. Well, yes, of course. Like I ultimately like there's no like so oh should we do just do spoiler also like if you don't know the spoilers of this movie it's and the, the kind it's of like oh the right. ship sinks in Titanic <laughs> yes the whole premise of this movie is that Lady Gaga spoiler alert has her husband killed sure wow um ex husband or yeah we'll get into that <laughs> the like the ultimate like lack of tension in like the final couple of scenes is insane bigger picture there are moments in this movie to appreciate oh many there are a few moments in this movie to appreciate (laughs) I think that ultimately Lady Gaga is doing something the entire time I'm watching this thing I'm thinking of Cher and Moonstruck and maybe that's a unfair comparison but I do think that like Lady Gaga is could be potentially one of the great movie stars of our generation okay put a pin in that okay ultimately I, I just board thank you I do think I do think that this thing is a mess. I think the script is terrible. I think it's directed, edited terribly. There's just no the cohesiveness. Just is like it never it never comes together into anything worth caring about. Like these people are all over the map from scene to scene. It's like it just never. I don't know. It just never works. And we're going to get into the male performances in the in the film, unfortunately. But it it's a movie that should be gayer. It should be more fun. It should be more about fashion. Ultimately, uh... I think this movie is, is fun. I think it... Over the second half, it loses the fun when it, where it almost tries to be like – it almost loses the enjoyableness and whether it's camp or not, you know, that's – it, it kind of loses that over the second half when it tries to become this like legitimate like divorce slash crime drama. Sure. Um, but it, the movie felt like it should have been either – an hour and a half long, like cut a full hour <laughs> well, of it. Well, listen. Or like five hours long and just, <laughs> just keep going. Blow every scene out. Yeah. I would show have every loved detail. This was five hours long. <laughs> I think you would have. Listen, let's just, what, you know, what's interesting about this movie is like, let's just say the worst part about it on three. One, two, three, Sama Hayek. Uh, Adam Driver's performance. Okay. Listen. Wait, what did you say? Sama Hayek. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good. But <laughs> what's interesting is like you, 
Like, when they would go... Okay, so when they would go back to the Selma Hayek scenes... The, Sel- the Selma Hayek scenes are genuinely terrible. Oh, my God! <laughs> I'm, like, audibly groaning. <laughs> but then I'm like, okay, so how do you tell the story without them? I don't know. But I... And, and listen, God bless to Selma Listen, Selma Hayek... I love you, girl. She listens. <laughs> she she listens. Those scenes. Yeah. Whoa, baby. <laughs> let's cut those. Yeah, we could have done. I mean. But let's. Ditch them all. It, so, like, they, they don't work. I guess, like. It, but the there's end- never. It's never good in a two and a half hour long movie when you go back to a scene and literally, I'm in my seat. Oh God! <laughs> um. All right. Let's go one by one through the cast here. Because no, are... let let let's start with what you just brought up. Yeah. Okay. We we've, we've kind of talked about Gaga already. Um. But so. I said Adam Driver's performance, and it's yes, sir. He, I think he's an absolutely outstanding actor. Agree. One of the best we have going right now. Okay. I think he's boring in this. In a movie where everyone else is going super big, he's very understated. And, like, I understand that that's a choice to be kind of the the straight man in a movie where everyone is going ham. But it just just came across as boring in what should have been a more fun movie. And maybe the – maybe – Mauricio Gucci is just a boring guy, but I, I, it just let, like, he has some good moments and he's, he has a good smile. He smiles a lot. You know, he has a very distinct smile because I feel like eight different parts of his face, like kind of (laughs) fold up and crinkle as he smiles and it's very distinctive and he, he always has a good presence and look, but I just feel like he wasn't having any fun with this and whether whether or not the rest the people everyone else works you know whether or the rest of that is successful i don't think his part and whether it's you know the direction the acting whatever i don't think his part is successful because he's not having any fun i found his performance to be very troubling troubling i he's all over the place like when he the scenes with Jeremy Irons, who is Jeremy I why did I say it like Irons? <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, yes. <clears throat> Jeremy Irons, who plays his uh his father, I thought like I thought he was verging on like caricature. Jeremy was. No or Adam was no, Adam. Jeremy honestly, my favorite performance in this movie might be Jeremy Irons. Oh. Well he's certainly Kyle, not my favorite performance I, in this movie, but Kyle, Jeremy Irons is always great. He was great in this. He was perfect. We will get to what you're he alluding hit, to. He <laughs> I <sighs> Jeremy Irons hit exactly the note that you wanted out of this movie. Yes. He was an actor in the movie full of dare I say non actors. I'm sorry, what? You wish Jeremy Irons. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeremy Irons is a movie. Is an actor in a movie amidst non-actors. 
I'm not entirely sure I know what that means, but go on. He knew what he was doing. And I think he's in, like, and I don't, I sort of actually do include Adam Driver in this discussion. I, I'm I'm an Adam Driver fan. I thought that he was in over his head in this movie. In over he his was head. getting swallowed up. Well, that's kind of what I mean, where, like, everyone else was, like... And I get it. Like, I get it. He's, he's, I don't know, sort of the straight man of this thing, but, like, the accent was all over the place, and, like... Okay, before we go on, I have quite, like... What? Let's just... There was a lot of accents in this movie. <laughs> oh, couldn't tell you. Now... Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Everyone sorry. is speaking English. <laughs> is that like Sure. I assume these Italians the in real life primarily speak Italian. I don't know. But instead we're just going English with know. super thick Italian accents. I don't know. I don't I know. didn't mind it. I'm just pointing it out. Because it was like this is a this is a ridiculous movie. And this is a ridiculous way to do this ridiculous movie, and so I'm I'm in with it. Fine, sure. And then maybe they all primarily speak English, and I'm wrong. And this is just, but it, it feels like, like there there was not a single subtitle in, in this movie about Cache, all Italians. Cache, hadn't thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't thought about it till now. It's a, well, we talked about this. I mean, I, I always think. Yeah, of this what movie. was this? Well, it was um. The other Ridley Scott movie was it? The Last Duel. The Last Duel. The whole thing it was a bunch of French well, people God, speaking in English. They're Ridley like... Scott at all. I mean, <laughs> so Adam Driver, we discussed. Lady Gaga. I mean, we sort of discussed. Well, we touched uh, on. Yeah. Jeremy Irons, we touched on. Jeremy Irons. Lady Gaga is kind of the. She's the one propelling this movie. God, there's not enough time in the day to discuss. I. It is she giving a good performance in this movie? This is a, I don't know the is, answer. This is a great question, actually. I don't know the answer either. I think she is in the first half. And as we get to the second half, it just becomes all about screaming. I think... Right. This is what we're saying. With The build was better than the fall. Um, oh, I'm not sure the build was good. I didn't say it was good. I said it was better than The Fall. Okay. Sure. <laughs> now, her kind of acquiescing power in this family, I thought it was pretty great. Now, is it great moviness or is it just delightful Here's what I will fun say. times as you're watching? Here's what I will say. I think these the performances in this movie are let down by the filmmaking. This movie is off the rails in terms of the way it's made. It The script is terrible. Like, we... From one scene to the next, Gaga's character... I'm sorry, wasn't... Okay, but, oh, yeah. I was going to... Actually, I was going to quiz you on all the characters' names. Oh, please. No, let's, no, let's do it now. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, we'll do it now. Um, so, Gucci... What? <laughs> there are who multiple. Played, who played Gucci? Uh, oh. So Lady Gaga. 
Patrizia Gucci. Well, yes, eventually. As she, yeah, of course. Reggiani is her maiden name. Uh, Adam Driver plays. Maurizio. Maurizio Gucci. Al Pacino plays. Aldo. Wow, nice, nicely done. Jeremy Irons, as you call him, plays. <laughs> Cuts in a pelle. <laughs> uh, Rodolfo. Never would have come up with that. Uh, Jared Leto plays. Mortadella. Paolo. Uh, Jack Houston plays. Mortadella. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Domenico Del Sole. Oh, sure. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Salma Hayek plays. Pina. Oh, you got that. I got that one. Pina Oriema. Yeah, of course. Those are the yeah, best Yeah, Gino Oriema's daughter, yeah. <laughs> Those are our main characters. Anyway. Uh... I think this movie is hard to judge performances because I think it is so poorly made. I think, um, I understand that. Listen, let's talk Gaga. That's where we are. I think she, I think she's pretty good. I think she's fine. I mean, she, she's a star. I mean, she, she's, she has moments. But she has the right energy. Yeah. She is entertaining. Yes. And she, it, when the movie gets too serious, the whole thing kind of yeah. collapses. Agree. Agree. And I guess my question for her would be, does she realize that the first half she's much better than the second half? Or is she, I'd be worried if she thinks the second half is where she really shines. <laughs> oh, sh- oh, I think but, it's the <laughs> I know. That's I what think I'm thinking. like, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite, um, Actors who who pops up in a lot of things, it, it, usually in in side roles, is is Jack Houston. Yeah, oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, from oh yeah. What? No, he's hot. Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah. Um, and I I actually <laughs> think he's a really good actor, and I think no he no he is. He was like, how he how he come up? Was what he acting school like? He's in the Houston family. Oh, right, right. Yeah. You know, that whole that whole family. Yeah, sure. A lot of actors in that fam. Angelica. Others. <laughs> Houston. Who are the others? Houston. What's the what's that guy's name? What? Who, who's the other one? Who's Angelica's brother? Uh... Hang on. I'm looking it up. Danny. Oh, of course. And I, it is Houston, right? Even though it's pronounced, it's spelled it, like it's Huston. It's not Houston, yes. It is Houston. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Angelica and Danny are siblings. And I don't... Uh, so, and then Jack is... The nephew of each of them, but to another one of their siblings. So he's not either of their sons. Okay. Anyway, fascinating family. Uh, did you watch Boardwalk Empire? No. He's great on that show. Never seen it. Um, but Never seen a single frame. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, he's a great actor, and I really liked him in this as the kind of... He was kind of obviously another 
straight man character, but like his work and part of that is because he's in a small role and not trying to be kind of an emotional core of the movie. But sure, uh, very good as just your kind of like businessman on the side who's like wheeling he's and dealing behind people's very, backs. Very, he's uh, oh, he's great. I love him. He's he's excellent. And, uh, any single person in the world could have done what he did. Salma Hayek, we've already talked about. We, we don't need to discuss. Love her. Awful character. Al Pacino. Oh, boy. Okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> Al Pacino, to me, is on the same level as Lady Gaga is in this movie as far as what exactly <laughs> is going on performance-wise. Sure. Where he's, go- he's going all in. He's He's got a ridiculous accent. He's completely over the top. They're they're clearly they're like buddies. They seem like like they had chemistry, Pacino yes. and Gaga, just yeah. in terms of like, you know, as, as your as the uncle character to her, and they they clearly were just like they were having fun on set. And meanwhile, yeah. Adam Driver was sitting there off to the side, like <laughs> I'm not having fun. Yes, uh, but Pacino, I I really enjoyed Pacino. It's like it's a classic like late career Pacino. Yes role where he's just like kind of out of his mind but it mostly works yeah i think so too he has a he has a lot of lines that got like big laughs in the theater people were laughing in your theater oh yeah people are having a good time in my theater well we'll get into it my theater experience was it was fine but yeah i mean i think what you know was good i think he's solid and speaking of big laughs Okay, the grand finale. Look, I don't listen. I, I I don't know if I can. Kyle, I'm so depressed. Paolo Gucci is one of the best characters that's been put on screen in 2021. I don't care for Jared Leto. Kyle, I, but I uh, every I, moment no, he's on screen in this no, movie, can, I I really absolute I, delight. You know the 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 sensation you have when you first bite into a donut. Just that no, pure I'm like not, this is this I'm, is great. I'm ha- that I'm this is great. What a what a tasty bite. That's that was every moment. Jared Leto was on screen in House of Gucci. He's obnoxious. The whole character is obnoxious. The the makeup prosthetics whole look is obnoxious and i loved every second of it and i was cackling every time he was on what did how what did you think no i'm not no we might need i we might need to stop (laughs) no i'm not kidding why no i'm I'm not kidding well what's 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 your problem you're being serious yeah he was my favorite part of the movie by far. All right. No, I think this. I think I think we're done. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not kidding. I no, I'm not kidding. I can't do this anymore. What are you talking about? What's your issue? Too- like, if you if you think it was horrific, that's an understandable opinion. He was the only part too- of the movie that I was really liking. I'm going to say this very plainly. <laughs> okay? Go ahead. 
Jared Leto's performance in House of Gucci. And I I mean this. This isn't like, oh. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> that's, that's Kyle, shut up. Ridiculous. Now, do, that, I, do I, I think he should me, be nominated for Best Supporting the, ad, the adults are talking. The adults are talking. Go on. It is so bad. It is so bewildering. This is not a performance. It is a... It is a... Tour de force, yes. No, Kyle... Oh, that's not I'm, what you were saying? I'm being serious. I don't know if I can continue this podcast. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. Between your awful take about the power of the dog and between this... Kyle! No, you're done. For You're done for a moment. The only part of you're this done movie for a, you're done for a that moment. That I would want to rewatch are all the Jared Leto scenes. It was hilarious. He's going for something. He fully commits. I'm I'm not it kidding. Works. I'm, I'm upset. I'm upset. I'm not It's kidding. hilarious. Everyone was cackling. My theater I had a pretty full Oh! Screen. Oh! That's great. Oh, the people I'm so were happy. loving it. Every time and, and every time Al Pacino said his son's an idiot, the people loved it because guess what? They've seen Jared Leto and he's an idiot. And you know what? I'm a pretty good designer, too. Did you see his designs? I don't think I've ever stumped you entirely like this. St- I've no- I- I- oh, God. I mean, God, I love you to death. I've always known you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? If you Kyle, couldn't enjoy Kyle. this, that's, that's on you. If you couldn't enjoy... The Jared Leto parts this, of this movie. Listen to that me. That is on Listen to you. me. Listen to me. This is what it is. This perf- I'm sorry. Performance from Jared Leto in this goddamn movie. Toward force. This is what is wrong with us. This is not a performance. What are you talking about? The- it's my turn. It's my turn. This is not performance. This is a sketch performance. This is Jared Leto on okay, SNL. You like sketch comedy? No, What's the problem? I don't like. I like good sketch comedy. <laughs> oh, this was great sketch comedy. Kyle, it, it, I don't know who let Jared Leto think that he is an actor. <laughs> And it is apparently the uh, Academy. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yes. I, this is the best thing I'm not done. probably ever done or ever will do. Oh, my God. Listen to me. His performance in this movie is one of the worst things I have ever seen. It is it, – it, it's, it's almost unfathomable. And let me tell you what you said. Oh, my audience ate it up. Guess what? So did mine. To yeah. be in a crowd of people <laughs> who is enjoying a Jared Leto performance, my entire life, I, you know, I'm like, I felt disassociated from the world. 
You know? Oh, God. To be in a crowd of people laughing at a Jared Leto performance, you're like... He's looking at where Daniel's am I? looking around confused for, for where, where am I and what am I? The bigger question is, what am I? Here's the thing. I am not done. I have the floor. Jared Leto won an Oscar for playing a gay person. I have the floor. What is going on? I am so mad about this. About what? Jared Leto. Just in general? As a person. Okay. What are we doing? No, I'm serious. What are we doing? This should be a movie. Hold on. I'm going to go off. This, this is a movie. A movie about the house of Gucci. Should be the fucking gayest, best, coolest thing we've ever done. Lady Gaga is in the movie. Oh, house of Gucci. Oh, Lady Gaga. To cast Jared Leto is so homophobic. It is so wrong. It is so detrimental to what we are working towards. <laughs> His performance in House of Gucci should be shown to prisoners of war. It should be <laughs> It should be shown at the Oscars. And you know what? Guess what? It fucking will be. And th this is what makes me mad. This is what makes me mad. That his performance, he's going to get nominated for an Oscar for this absolutely terrible performance. Terrible performance. Are you done? No. Here's the thing. I want to make one, one more point. Oh. You're going to go on. One more point clear about this movie, and then I'm done. Who on earth did the music for this movie? When they <laughs> when they are in the trial scene at the end, and they start playing, I'm sorry, Tracy Chapman. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so good. I started laughing out loud. You were supposed to. That was intentionally funny. No, I, I think I'm not that, sure. That's, that's kind of in the oh, serious I'm part so of the movie. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That was not intentional. <laughs> oh, that was great though. I loved it. Oh my god! But that's how I was. I was. Um, that was kind of how I viewed the entire movie, and in particular, Jared's performance. Now, here's all right. Here's the last thing I'll say about Jared. Leto. I'm done. I'm, First of all, I'm done. I'm done talking. I'm done talking. Fair. I don't know if he's going to get nominated for an Oscar. I don't think this is an Oscar performance, but I thought it was a delightful performance. Now, I thought you were done. I, okay, hold on. Let, all, me, let, all, me, let me get this I'm, out before. Let me get all this I'm out. going to say let me get is that out. I appreciate your opinion because I think that's what makes this podcast work. But go on. If the following things were true. Oh, God. If you didn't know Jared Leto was in this movie and had no, seen no, no. And had, hold on let me nope. finish and had seen no promotional anything leading up to this movie and no. you just went in and you watched this movie and he's wearing such a ridiculous look no 
that you wouldn't even realize it was him. Nope. You would have found this guy delightful. No. Delightful. This is your. Nope. This is a Jared Leto nope. bias, which is an understandable bias to have. Nope. He's. You're wrong. Terrible. You're wrong. You're wrong. But you're wrong. He's just, look. I don't like Jared Leto. He just. This is. This was delightful. You're wrong. We're, we were yucking it up. I was high fiving the guy next to me. Every time Jared came on scene, we were like, "Oh, Paolo's back!" and we would high five. Oh God, to be a straight person, to be a straight person <laughs> in the world, oh, must be nice. Um, so that's House of Gucci. It's really a movie about these performances and uh, and and how it's, um, how can we have a movie that is simultaneously all too ridiculous and all too serious and all too long. All too well. But I, I, I'm not. I'm not totally negative on this. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a. I thought. It was a I don't think it's a good movie, but I enjoyed it. That's that's an important distinction. <sighs> I wish I was more on your side. I thought it was a. I, thought, I had a great time. I thought it was a mess. It was a mess, but it was a fun mess. Yeah. Not really. Not yeah. for me. Fair. Yeah, then that's you know. Uh, it's unfortunate. I, I wish you enjoyed it more. I knew you. Oh, thank you. Were, you were anticipating it I up know, until I uh, was. You know, fairly recently, I think. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> now your your theater experience. Oh my god. Okay. So now we've heard that the the crowd was yucking it up to Jared Leto as as one does. Oh god, it makes you feel nuts. So uh. <laughs> so again, we saw this uh separate from each other. So I saw this by myself. Uh, Where'd you sit? Uh, great question. Uh, last row, of course. Me too. Over to the left. Uh, I was right in the middle. Yeah, there were a lot of people in my in my screening. You know, I've said mine was pretty full, but it wasn't pretty full. But there, it was a large theater, so there were yeah. there was a decent number of people, but it wasn't a full theater. Last row to the left. I came from uh, a full lunch. And then got a popcorn, <laughs> beating popcorn, <laughs> and ate the entire thing. Felt like an absolute monster. I, uh, yeah, I, I had a hot dog and a popcorn and a water. But you were there, so like I saw this. Oh I yeah, would, I had lunch. Yeah, like truly had like a full like big lunch, and then like maybe thirty minutes later got like a medium popcorn <laughs> and housed the whole thing. So okay, I was so, at like a four thirty showing, and I hadn't re- had I didn't have lunch at work, no, so I was starving. No. Makes sense. Okay, so, so, God, I mean, I, I texted you, like, every single time we go to the movies, there's some story. All right, Like, right. it feels like we're, like, manufacturing these things for the podcast. I swear to God, it's not, that's not the case. But so, uh, I'm walking. By the way, you should have seen me trying to balance all my food and the ticket and holding it, like, I can't. Putting that, putting the condiments on yeah. the hot dog and holding yeah. the popcorn and the water so, and, and that's and getting the ticket ripped. So oh, depre- Jesus, no, that's so depressing to think about. It was awful. That's so depressing. Um, but <laughs> okay, so wait, we haven't really given many uh, spoilers about the movie, but I think we sort of alluded to this, like the the movie's about a murder. Oh, I, I literally already said that. Yeah, I know, but like, yeah. So, <laughs> so. On the way out. So I saw this in like a matinee. So I'm walking out and God, God bless. There are these two older ladies in front of me. I mean, they must have been in their 80s, right? At the movies together. God bless them. Like would die for either of them. Like couldn't love them more. 
So I'm like following them out there, moving very slow. I'm like, okay, here we go, here we go. We're sort of like at the end of the ramp, you know, like heading back out to the lobby. And one of them leans over to the other and goes, she goes, So why did they kill Gucci? <laughs> and she goes, I don't know. Oh my God. And she goes, I guess because they were bad guys? <laughs> she goes, I guess. Like, God. No. God bless. Were they fans of Paolo? I mean, I can only assume. I, 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 I can only assume. I, I can't, you know, I'm sure they were. I mean, there's never been more clear kind of... Why did they kill Gucci? Murder motivation in a movie. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Good question. I don't know. They were bad guys? Incredible. That's great. I hope, like, I always... I don't know. Like whenever I see, and these two women weren't this, but like when I see a an older person like in a wheelchair, like with a walker at the movies, I'm like, God, I hope I have the energy to do that. <laughs> right. Like it kind of makes me sad, but like I can imagine myself as like a 90 year old person being like, well, get me to the movies I need to see. Oh, you that's know? great. I love that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be wheeling myself. To How old do you want to be when you die? Uh, yeah, as, as old as possible. Really? 120, 130. <laughs> Somewhere in that range feels about right. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, you'll make it that far. Yeah, I've got a good 80 years left, I think. Can you? Oh, my God. Um, in my theater, I, I yeah, I saw it at like 430. I don't think I've ever seen more people seeing a movie by themselves than I have this. I was – in my road, there was one other guy by themselves. Right in front of me, kind of diagonally, there was a woman by herself. Five seats to her left, there was another guy by himself. And I saw a few more scattered. There were were some groups of people as well. I like that. But there was a lot of scattershot solo. And, of course, I was there by myself. Um, Of course. One guy who I can only assume by, it was by himself because he seemed – I almost called the police. <laughs> oh, no. He should have been in jail. The movie started. He was sitting probably f- six rows in front of me, a little bit to my left. Okay. Right when the movie starts, he gets up, walks down his aisle. He's, he's towards the middle but not all the way in the middle. He's kind of on the left. Walks all the way down his, his row, goes up one row, walks all the way back and basically sits in the seat directly behind the seat that he had been in. Okay. About three minutes later, gets up again, <gasps> goes back one more row. This was – it was – I was – I couldn't even watch the movie. I was like, what <laughs> on earth? Because it wasn't like – it wasn't like he was in the second row and moved way back to get like a better seat. He was basically sitting in the exact seat, same seat every time. Just one – it was like, sure. you know, this would actually – this would look better one wow. row back. Wow, wow, wow. And, like, the first time he moved, I was like, well, maybe people sat next to him and he's just, you know, spreading himself out for COVID or whatever. Sure. But then no one was near him the second time he moved, and I was baffled. And then after the second time he moved, someone came in late and sat right near him. So <laughs> <laughs> it was it was wild. I, I wish I understood God. what was happening. Wow. And that guy listens. He, he's a fan of the podcast. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. It was Jared Leto, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. 
Um, all right. So it's time to now discuss the Oscars. Oh, my God. And, of course, the current state of the best director race. Well, sure. So, yeah, the past couple of weeks we've done uh, actor, supporting actress, actor, supporting actor. So here we are uh, the first week of December somehow. Jesus. I know. Talking about... Which means we're only, what, four months away from the Oscar nomination? <laughs> God. So stupid. When are they again? They're in February sometime, right? Yeah. And then the ceremonies in March? Which... April? I mean... It, it, when it, was it last year? June? The Oscars... The Oscars were in October. <laughs> so I'm I think looking, we... Do- I'm looking up the dates. Hold on. Well, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean... Hold on. Like, so. All right. So the Oscars are on March 27th this year, which... Good Lord. <sighs> that's at least two and a half months too late. I just... What are we doing? <laughs> a great question. Nominations will be announced on February 8th. So I think... Also, why do we need from February 8th to March 27th? For the nominations to the ceremony. Voting. That's almost People two vote. full months. I don't know. People got to vote. And that's insane. Well, I agree. How long does it take to vote? Should we be in charge? They vote for president on one day. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, voting for the Oscar should be like voting for the presidency. You got to show up to a polling place. No, okay. <laughs> that's that's you're it. You're just not going with me. At I all. thought you were list- going to list no, more no, things. That's it. No, thought- that's it. Actually, no. You were like, you know, you're like, oh, we're done. To vote at the Oscars, you should have to watch Jared Leto's performance on loop. Okay. Listen. So today yeah, you should gonna- you should have to like log. You should have to. Well, should you have to prove that you actually saw the movies? Well, how do you do that though? I don't know. I was thinking about it, but. You should either have to, like, they can track, obviously, your screener, your digital screener stuff, or you should have to, like, submit your ticket stub. This is... Submit a ticket stub. Yeah. Okay. This is not a great idea. All right. But... All right. So, talk about... I have to go to the bathroom. So, talk about Vamp for, like, 45 seconds about the best director The best director race. Sure. You got it. Uh, Good luck. So, the best director race, as it currently stands. Now, we get into this a little bit because Ridley Scott, of course, has two movies on the docket. Now, unfortunately for Ridley, I don't think either of those movies are going to place him in the running here. Uh, The Last Duel was pretty uh, critically reviewed pretty well, uh, but didn't didn't break. Yeah. Daniel's yelling. It was from the bathroom. Yeah, it was was, pretty good. Critical review. Uh, House of Gucci does not, but more popular. But unfortunately, those those combination is not going to lead to a nominated. If if you could get nominated for the co- combination of these movies as one entity, best director of the year instead of best director in a single motion picture, maybe maybe we'd have a different conversation. That being said, Ridley is not really in the running here. Those in the running are the following: Kenneth Branagh. What? You, you said to Vamp about the state of the race. Oh, my God. All right. He has a problem with how I vamp because I was about to start listing the candidates, but he wants to list the candidates from his from his research. So, now, directing a motion picture, 
there it takes into account many things. All right, we hurry up. Name the candidates. It mostly takes into account directing. So, uh, all right. So, as, uh, as we've done the past couple of weeks, uh, we're using the awards watch polls. And I think I didn't hear you say this, but uh, these polls are from a couple of weeks ago. I think directing is a particularly interesting one in terms of like what has happened uh, since uh, this poll came out, which would be that West Side Story. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Who? He, yeah, he's new. Um, uh, it's apparently very good. Yes. So uh, so the caveat here is that the these polls that we're looking at sure. are, have not been updated since the so reviews that, of West Side Story. Have so been take that into account. So the top five, uh, according to this poll, would be uh, number one, Gene Campion, The Power of the Dog. Number two, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, Licorice Pizza. A movie we will discuss next week. Oh, yeah. Uh, number three, Denny Villeneuve for Dune. Uh, number four, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Number five, Guillermo del Toro for Nightmare Alley. Uh, you know, you can't help but feel like Steven Spielberg would be in the top five for this if this poll was released today. Yes. Well, who are the other... Um Contenders that are not in the top five well, so, plus one as we've we've listed so far. Yeah, Anyone sure. else that could you know kind of crash the party here? Yeah, so the crash the party people are Adam McKay for Don't Look Up. Uh, Do you think Will Ferrell's going to vote for him? <laughs> I mean, oh my God. I mean, that – Jesus Christ. That whole thing could be a whole like podcast oh, it's fascinating. series. Oh, my God. Uh, we have Joe Cohen for The Tragedy of Macbeth. We have, I mean, Spielberg is here, uh, and then, like, Pedro Almodovar for Parallel Mothers is here. That feels like a bit of a stretch. That's kind of it. I think we get our five from whatever weird group of seven we just mentioned, or eight. Yeah, it, it seems that way. Um, not a ton of diversity. In the best director contenders, uh, no. We have a woman. I mean, God forbid a woman gets in. God forbid. Well, we have one in the running. Why? Well, Why well, no? I mean, it, like I don't know. I mean, Jane, barring some like weird, like Jane Campion is, is in. I mean, knocking on my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would expect her to be one of our one of our five nominations. Yeah, here. yeah. But director is tough, man. Like it. Like picture is is a full ten this year, so there's gonna be five movies. This, I know this is yeah tricky math here, but there's gonna be five movies. So only that are nominated f- at least five, five that are nominated for okay, best so picture five. and not nominated for best director. So five di- divide okay. So take okay divide that. Oh, so half. Oh, so only half. Yeah, five movies will be nominated for picture and not for director. Interesting. Wow. It's t- that's tough. It's tough out there. If I okay, so if I were to give my let's see, and let's, really this let's is pretty, let's pretty the real five. thing is the the five best director nominations are the real best picture nominations. Well, I mean, we can just it, cut the other five isn't probably. It, isn't that interesting? Uh, okay, so my let's just give our off the cuff predicted five director. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go Branagh, Campion. Spielberg, Villeneuve, 
PTA. So you basically had our, our six and, and chose PTA over Guillermo. How can you not at this point, you know? Yeah, I, I think I agree. Um, let's see, which which one I am I I think Bell I think Kenneth Branagh is in for sure. I'd be surprised if Jane Cambion didn't make it. So there's two. So three spots remaining. Spielberg or Spielberg, he seems likely. Are we sure Denny Villeneuve is getting nominated? Eh, I think so. Like Dune. I mean, instead of who though? Well, I guess if I guess the 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 possibility is if uh, Nightmare Alley or Don't Look Up are great. If one of those is great. Well, you haven't mentioned. PTA. Right, right. No, I, I would be so sorry. This so will, if PTA four, is in. You've mentioned four. Right. Okay. Oh, I was just posing the argument of, of okay. how maybe Denny Villeneuve is not one of the nominations. Well, yeah. A worthy argument, but I. I don't know. It's an interesting, like, thought experiment about whether, you know whether that movie is a best director movie because clearly like the whole thing is sort of his baby you know it's like he gets credit for the kind of scope of this thing sure the whole production kind of i think i mean that's i mean unless something goes haywire i mean that's the best picture nominee in like it i don't know it just feels like he's he's in i i think so too but I mean, he get nominated for a rival, kind of one... right? Like, in... yeah, but like Adam McKay got nominated for both his previous movies. We'd rather not talk about that. Did he get nominated for both? Is he a two-time Best Director nominee? I think so. I think so too. So clearly, the Academy likes him. Um, now this movie again remains to be seen. So who knows? Uh, and and again, we have a Cohen brother here in the doing Shakespeare. With killer actors on board, you know this this could crash the party pretty easily as well. Sure, I think it's a pretty good race between those eight eight shooting for five spots basically. What do you got? Uh, yeah, uh, Big Short and Vice. Uh, Both times he's nominated yeah. best director. I just I I mean yeah of course he's in the running. Yeah, I think that this one seems – I was going to say less political than those, but maybe it's not. I don't even it's know. Just I mean, more, I... more of a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, he, he could he could get there. So now, oh God, the moment you've all been waiting for. This is going to be a fun one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's Kyle's hastily prepared top ten uh-huh. of the week. Now – the movie we've been discussing most this evening is a little flick called House of Gucci. <laughs> now, I took this as an opportunity to study the recent filmography of one Al Pacino. Oh, wow. And so this week's Hastily Prepared Top Ten of the Week is Al Pacino's most insane <laughs> recent <laughs> filmography wait recent yeah we're going in the last all 
these are 10 movies since 2010. Wow, okay. Now, some of them are not that insane. Okay. Uh, but we will the, ins- the insanity will increase as we go. Okay. Number 10, House of Gucci. I, <laughs> nothing I love better in a top 10 list than putting number 10, the movie we've been talking about the whole episode. Yeah, whatever. sure. Just sure, shoehorn sure. it in, you know. On number 9, The Irishman. Okay. Al Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa. Great stuff. Uh, number 8, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. These are some these are some high end movies here. What? Okay. He plays the film producer. Things are about to go off the rails. What's you have a question? I okay. I shouldn't I do not remember him in the movie. <laughs> he's the one who goes, What a picture. He's like at the he's at the restaurant. He's talking to Brad Pitt in the sure. restaurant. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh number seven, you don't know Jack. Where he played Jack Kevorkian. Yeah. Number six. Never got eyes on that. Paterno. Oh, my God. Where he played Joe Paterno. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Phil Spector. Oh, my Where he God. played Phil Spector. <laughs> Wait, it was, called, uh, it was called Phil Spector? It was called... You know, I might have... It might have just been called Spector. Yeah. And, uh... Well, no, it might be called Phil. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I might have written down. To run into Spectre the Bond film, you know. I, Hold on. I'm, this is, we, you know, we need accuracy here in the hastily prepared top ten of the week. So I'm going to no, look up. It might be. And I, see if it was called Spectre or Phil Spectre. It was called, where is it, where is it, where is it? Scrolling, scrolling. Phil Spectre. Wow. Very creative title. Number four. American Traitor, The Trial of Axis Sally. <laughs> what in the hell is that? Uh, 2021. What? This movie came out this year, apparently. I will read you the uh, summary <laughs> oh, no. here. Okay. Follows the life of American woman Mildred Gillars, played by Meadow Williams, and her lawyer, Al- played by Al Pacino, who struggles to redeem her reputation. Wow. Uh, oh, God, he, he, I hope she did. An American woman named Mildred Gillars broadcast Nazi propaganda during World War II. She was dubbed Axis Sally by the American GIs who simultaneously loved and hated her. The story plunges the viewer into the dark underbelly of the Third Reich's hate-filled propaganda machine, wow. Sally's eventual capture, and subsequent trial for treason in Washington, D.C. after the war. Wow. Oh. Al Pacino playing her lawyer. Gorgeous. Number three. A little movie called Danny Collins. Familiar. Are you familiar? Never seen it. I was mostly unfamiliar here. Uh, here is the... Inspired by a true story, Al Pacino stars as aging 1970s rocker Danny Collins, who can't give up his hard-living ways. But when his manager uncovers a 40-year-old undelivered letter written to him by John Lennon, he decides to change course and embarks on a heartfelt journey to rediscover his family find true love, and begin a second act. Wow, that's gorgeous. I've never heard of this movie. 2015, Danny Collins. I mean, Golden Globe nominee for that, maybe? I feel he like. plays Danny Collins. Well, I could guess that. Okay, well, there you go. Number two. A little movie you may have heard of called Hangman. The Hangover, yep. No, Hangman. 
Oh. This movie came out in 2017. <laughs> okay. A homicide detective brings his partner out of retirement to help help catch a serial killer whose crimes are based on the children's game Hangman. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I had that at number four, and I bumped it up the list I when mean, I read that plot. If that's not number one. No, number one is. Okay. Uh, undeniable. Number one, Al Pacino's most insane recent movies. 2014's Manglehorn. <laughs> where Al Pacino plays the titular Manglehorn. Oh. Left heartbroken by the woman he loved and lost many years ago, Manglehorn, an eccentric small-town locksmith, tries to start his life over again with the help of a new friend. Wow. His name is A.J. Manglehorn. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever in Kyle's hastily prepared oh, top dear. ten of the week, we have a bonus. Oh, wow. Number 11. Is a preview for 2022. Oh, God. A little movie called Sniff. <laughs> the movie is called Sniff. Some sort of uh, retired detective movie, and his, he, Al Pacino plays Harvey Stride. I don't know why it's called Sniff. He doesn't play Harvey Smith? Or <laughs> Smith. <laughs> You think they Harvey Sniff? He's not Harvey Sniff. There, as far as I can tell, there's no Aww. character named Sniff. But this movie is Al Pacino, Helen Mirren, Morgan Freeman, and Danny DeVito. Uh, so wow. there it is. Oh, there it so is. Kyle's uh, top ten hastily prepared of the week. Al Pacino's most insane recent roles. Here Number we eleven, twenty twenty two's Sniff. Number ten, House of Gucci. Number nine, The Irishman. Number eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number seven, You Don't Know Jack. Number six, Paterno. Number five, Phil Spector. Number four, American Trader, The Trial of Axis Sally. Number three, Danny Collins. Number two, Hangle, Hangman. And number one, Manglehorn. Wow. There it is, everyone. <sighs> one of our greatest living auteurs. <laughs> I kind of like late career Pacino. Yeah, I mean, he's doing whatever he wants to do. And if, it, it felt like in House of Gucci, he was, like, really... I feel like he had a blast. Yeah. Yes. But it felt like he was, like, really trying. Like, it felt like he was... Yes. Yes. Some of these movies, it's a little unclear if uh Well, like, really it trying. felt like in Gucci, it felt like he was, like, uh, like, this could be my Oscar. Mm. Like, that was the vibe. Yeah. And then he got on set one day and saw what Jared was was putting out there. And was like, okay, oh, not happening this okay. year. All right, not happening this year. We got All a winner right. right in front of me. All right, my idiot son. All right, there goes my Razzie. <laughs> Do you think Jared Leto could be the first one to win a Razzie and the Oscar in the same for the same role? Has that ever happened? Um, no. Sandra Bullock did it in the same year mm. for different roles. I think she won the Oscar for Blindside and also won it for. Uh... Oh God. Um, what's the first film? All about Steve. Oh yeah, Whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. So she won it. She, I think in the same year. It would be, but oh god, it'd be great. If somebody won the it for same the role. same role. <laughs> the same performance. God. 
Call me, Razzie. That's, that's good stuff. Oh, God. And if anyone can pull it off, it's our boy, Jared. Okay. All right. All right. That's enough. Okay. All right. Well, next week's episode of the Popcorn Boys, we've alluded to it already. Yeah. We've, we are going to be talking about licorice pizza. Now, some of our listeners uh, may live in cities around the country. I believe there's only three or four cities that are playing this movie at the moment. And if, and if you don't live in one of those cities... Please stop. Take a road trip. Please stop listening to the podcast. Find your way to L.A., New York, or one of the other cities where it's playing. I think it's in four theaters across the country. Sure. Uh, Licorice Pizza, of course, Paul Thomas Anderson's latest. And we are going to be doing uh, a massive Paul Thomas Anderson breakdown where we talk about all nine of his feature films. Yeah, baby. And we are going to each rank one to nine. His feature films. Yeah. And then we will tag our thoughts on Licorice Pizza. You have a week to catch up. At the end. Yeah. One week till today. The Paul Thomas Anderson episode goes live. <laughs> Here on the Popcorn Boys. Bye. Good night.